What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode podcast. My name is Aaron Bees. I'm a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing. Now, I thankfully have healed my way out of it, and I'm using all of my social media platforms to educate and bring awareness to people, hopefully to prevent them from joining and or help them get out like I did. And I'm so excited about this episode. Um, I have a guest today. We're going to call her M. So everybody welcome M to the podcast. And she has a really incredible story uh, about leaving Jehovah's Witness. And is that how you say that? The Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Jehovah's okay. Witness. That, that felt mm-hmm. very, that felt like I was talking about like I know. a singular person. I Well, that's exactly why it's called like that. It's because it's, it, it's got the, the aspect of like an entity to it. Oh. Uh, prior to being Jehovah's Witness, I think they were called the uh, Bible students. Pretty Bible much. students. Yeah. I did not know this. We are about to get schooled on <laughs> Jehovah's Witness people. I hope y'all are excited. Um, but uh, Em, go ahead and like introduce us. Tell us, tell us your story and, and all those beautiful things. Yeah, so I was not per se born into the religion. I uh, immigrated with my mom from South America to uh, all the way over to Canada when I was four. And then around the age of six, seven, my mom uh, was approached by a lady at a bus stop. It's, it's what they call like an informal kind of preaching. It's Whoa. just like, you know, going around and, and offering Bible, uh, Bible studies. My mom has always been a very spiritual person. So she said yes right away. Uh, she was prior to being a Jehovah's Witness, an evangelist, an evangelist, what, uh-huh. yeah, an evangelist. Yeah, yeah. That's what they call. She was born Catholic, but she was she never she never bought into it, and she was always uh, looking looking to uh, belong to a religious community, but she never quite felt at home at any of those until the Jehovah's Witness came around. Mm. Um, she liked the organization aspect of it all, the fact that it's very much Bible centered. Uh, although in my opinion that doesn't that's not how it translates later on into life Um, and of course because I was you know I was little my mom would bring me along with her and little by little that's that's what my reality became that's the only religion I know Um, I started preaching door to door when I was and conducting bible studies when I was around 12 12 oh my god yeah, I was so you young. would go and knock on strangers' doors and try. To I did. I them. did way before that, but like I would accompany people. Um, at the at the age of 12, 13, I remember like because you, I I remember going up to the elders of the congregation, which is people that are you know that have the responsibilities within within all the what you would call a church. Yeah. It's called the kingdom hall. Like the terminology is all it's all very different. And um, I approached them and told them that I wanted to become what's called an unbaptized publisher, which is people who, you know, uh, take the vow to um, wanting to uh, go door to door, offer Bible studies um, and and all of that, Uh, you know, right in the time that you put in in service month to month. Like it's it's really intense. I I was pretty young. Um, and I got baptized at the age of 19, which by the way, is actually pretty old Yeah. for somebody, for somebody who was pretty much born into it. It's pretty old because a lot well, of people are baptized early teens, if not younger. Well, the, and the thing that I find really interesting is that you were able to go door to door. When I say able to, I mean like the congregation, what did you call it? 
Yeah, congregation. Okay, the congregation was like, hey, and the elders were like, yeah, you're 12. You want to go door to door? Yes, go ahead and do that. But mm-hmm. then you weren't baptized until you were 19. And I find that really interesting because it's usually kind of the opposite. That's usually like a stepping stone. In usually re- in- one goes, usually one goes with the other. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like they give you a taste of what it's like. And when you say that you want to become an unbaptized publisher, it's kind of the first step into the the, the journey into becoming a baptized Jehovah's Witness. Um, but yes, I I was not only allowed, I was encouraged to go out in service with uh, with my mother, with other people within the congregation, uh, because my dad doesn't live with us. My parents are not together. Um, a lot of people within the congregation kind of took that that spiritual role for me. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I remember also my particular congregation, I didn't have a lot of people of my age within it. So I was always surrounded by people that were much older than older. me. And of course, that had a lot more experience. So mm. it was I was very much uh, had <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of time to be conditioned pretty well and not yeah. by people my own age, by people much older than me. I have so many questions. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I have so many questions now. I'm not super familiar. And I, I purposely did not research this before we started talking about it because I wanted to have kind of a, a genuine reaction to everything that you're, that you're sharing on this episode. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know a ton about the religion. So do you want to give us like a basic rundown. I mean, I'm sure that there are so many massive details and layers of this, but like, what is the basis of the Jehovah's Witness religion? So the Jehovah's Witness religion was founded in, if I'm not mistaken by this, God, it's just, it's one thing what we're taught and another thing, what is, what is actually the reality of it. Um, If you want to, like the Wikipedia style of it, would would say that in the 1800s, it was founded by a man called called Charles T. Russell, um, who pretty much just decided to study the Bible and to start his own group. And um, from there, a lot of a lot of principles came in place. A lot of followers, a little bit like a cult, you know, it's a little mm. bit like people come, a little bit of people like. Um, wanting to uh create like their own religion and then bringing people into it that's kind of what happened but it was very mild because it was very bible based uh and the principles of the bible in itself if you want to put it in like in a vague sense of the word they're not harmful they're not you know they're you know do good love love your neighbor don't do this don't do that you know don't murder anybody so it wasn't it wasn't all that bad uh, but of course over time it became a lot layers and layers and layers were added. Um, and afterwards, when Charles T. Russell died, jo- Joseph Rutherford, Judge Joseph Rutherford is the one that took over. And uh, from there on, it, a lot a lot of it changed. Um, but it was all it's it's a Christian religion. It's a branch of the Christian religion, uh, which who believe that the true name of God is Jehovah. That's why they call themselves Jehovah's Witnesses, because they are bringing witness to the God Jehovah. Mm, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's very, like I said, it's very Bible based. It's uh, they have recurring meetings, conventions, uh, a little bit like an MLM. Like an MLM. I was just going to say it sounds like an MLM. They got a little Zoom bit meetings. like an MLM. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> they have they have 
Uh, Do they call it a convention too? Yeah, they call it convention. Wow. They call it convention. They, depending on the depending on the size of the gathering, they either call it a convention or an, or an assembly. I'm not sure which one belongs to which because I I grew up in the French side of it all, so my terminology is completely different. Like my theological uh, language is is very different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the for the most part, it's I, like when people ask me exactly, like, what is what do Jehovah's Witnesses do exactly? I'm like, well, it's it's a Christian branch of a religion that believes that, you know, God's name is Jehovah and they follow along Bible principles and it all sounds good. Like when you present it like that, because if that's the way that you want to live your life, go for it. Yeah. But I personally had issues with the fact that uh, it seeped into my private life in ways that I would have never allowed it to had I had the critical thinking that I have now. Mm. and uh it really affected me in yeah. in terms of you know cognitive dissonance um us versus them type of type of thinking yeah um not being allowed to search not being being told that we should not um search information outside of what is given to us mm -hmm. As a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, these are all straight out of the bite model. <laughs> control, behavior control, all everything, of that. Everything, everything from what you should wear to how you should, um, you know, what type of haircut you should have. Uh, Haircuts the type of too? Haircut, the beard. Oh my God, the beard controversy. Uh, Jehovah's Witness males. Yeah. They, they're not, the Bible doesn't say straight up whether or not you should have a beard. Um, but because of the, because of the very outdated, um, view of the people that are at the top of the organization, males are not allowed to have a beard because it doesn't, it doesn't give a clean appearance. And so they always have to always have to be shaved oh if they are to give talks, if they have, it's, if they are to go out and serve it. Oh, it's, it's pretty insane. They're very intense. Like, uh, for example, if you go to a meeting in person, uh, I was told a couple of times that my skirt was too tight. I was told a couple of times that when I sit down, my skirt goes above my knees and that is distracting to the, to, to the other, to other people, but by other people, you mean males, because, Men. you know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, things, wow. uh, yeah, uh, things as simple as, you know, you have to be careful that when sitting down, people can't see your cleavage um wow yeah it's pretty it's, I was told a couple of times even personality wise to tone it down a little bit because I'm a very now that I'm you know back to my true self and when I'm a very outgoing and outspoken person and I was told like you know you got to tone down the attitude I'm like I don't have an attitude I just have an opinion yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna speak my opinion because I'm exactly. allowed to do so exactly yeah, and that's that's what it that's what it came to but it never sat well mm. it was one of the, the many, many, many indirect rules that never sat well with the people within the congregation. And I was deemed a very, you know, feisty person. I'm like, if that's what you want to call it, call it. I'm not going to change it. So yeah, sounds like you're my people. I dig that a whole <laughs> lot. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. So what is the reason Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate holidays and birthdays, right? What is the reason for that? So the birthdays are mainly uh, attributed to the fact that within the Bible, every single time there's a mention of a birthday, it's always in negative light. Mm. 
Mm. Um, the one story that comes to mind is the one where uh, there was a, I don't remember the name of the, of the guy, some king was celebrating his birthday. And guys, if anybody, you know, listens to the podcast, if anybody listens to the podcast as a Jehovah's Witness, please don't come after me for not getting the facts straight because. Yeah, don't come know. after her because I'll come after you. And <laughs> I mean, that was <laughs> Don't come after me. I'm giving the gist of everything here. It's just, yeah. uh, for the most part, it's given, uh, it's, it's really uh, de- um, described in a very negative way. Uh, at, at one of the birthdays, um, the wife of a king asked for John the Baptist's head as a gift, as a gift. And so he died that way. Mm. And there's always mention of somebody dying. Um, and so it was attributed to be a pagan celebration okay. and because, and because Jehovah's witnesses don't worship anything that is not God. Therefore, hol- um, hol- holidays are mainly throughout history, the mixture of a pagan celebration and uh, a Christian event. Mm-hmm. and people would mix it together so that the people that were pagan were not persecuted like they just mix it up mix it all up same thing goes for birthdays um that's pretty much that's pretty much it but at the same time it's just it doesn't when, when you really when you apply a little bit of logic to it it doesn't make that much sense because if you want to put it on the other side wedding bands are not attributed to the bible are yeah. not a christian thing they're a pagan thing yeah very but, much so yeah, but they, you know, since they don't hold any any value, in that, and they say it like they, they say it within the, the the material that you're that you're taught to read, that is, you know, auxiliary to what what's in the Bible, mm-hmm. that because it's it's because since it doesn't hold or it's not viewed that way, then it's okay. You're like okay, but you know who's viewed in a negative light as well in the Bible? Dogs. So what? Jehovah's Witnesses shouldn't have dogs. There's nothing that says that Jehovah's Witnesses shouldn't have dogs, and so you. You jump from mm. one thing to the other like that, and you're saying you, you say yes to certain things, but no to others. It doesn't make any sense, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so you were raised in this. You started going door to door at twelve. You were baptized at nineteen. Mm-hmm. What was the breaking point? What made you start going? Ah, uh, this is not for me. Uh, with a lot of introspection and a lot of reflection and a lot of therapy, I realized that the main reason as to why I decided to get baptized was because my entire identity was centered around Jehovah's Witnesses. My friends, my parents, uh, my day-to-day. Um, and I remember clearly making the decision to wanting to get baptized because in my head, there was, there was no other way to live your life than yeah. to be a Jehovah's Witness. It, it, it was pretty intense. The brainwashing was, was pretty big. Uh, that didn't last because I, around the age of the tender age of, around, <laughs> of 15, I started getting into trouble. I started getting into trouble with boys. I started getting into trouble you know, at school. And I was always getting kind of reprimanded here and there. Um, but the internal fight really started when um, around the age of maybe 22, 23, I was battling a lot of things, um, most of it internally. Mm. Um, I, I didn't want to disappoint anybody. Mm. Um, my relationship with my mother is very, was very much uh, woven into the religion that we shared. And so I didn't want to disappoint her. So mm. until I until I had like a really good idea of what, what it is that I wanted to do and that I had the support that 
I needed to get out of it. I didn't want to reach a decision, but that came with so many, so many consequences. Yeah. I, uh, anxiety is part of my daily issues. It's insane. I'm pretty sure I went through a depression, although I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly pinpoint because I'm pretty sure it was high performance. Um, mm. I mixed, I, I learned, sadly, I learned to develop, a, like to li- live a double life for a very long time, for almost a decade. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but at the same time, it's a, it's a survival mechanism yeah. because at my, in my house, I didn't want to be the, the odd man out. Um, but I would say around the age of 22 is when I, I really started having, I, I remember I would lay in bed and so many thoughts would come into my head. And I would say like, you're not, you're, you know, you're not a good, a good Jehovah's witness. You've done so many wrong things. You're never going to make it into paradise when Armageddon comes, like you're going to be the first one to die. Mm. And, and then I would say, no, 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 hold on. I can redeem myself. If I'm, if I'm a better, if I'm a better Bible student, if I go out in service more often, if I really, you know, stick to stick to it. And, uh, I, uh, once you're baptized, you can become what's called a pioneer. It's a person that's kind of like signs a contract to volunteer a certain amount of hours per month. If I'm not mistaken, it's 70 or 80 per month mm. of volunteer work out in service and looking for Bible students and whatnot. So I did that. I absolutely hated it because it was not that, that, that should, you know, that wasn't the solution to my, to my problems. Yeah. And uh, the breaking point for me, honestly, has been very recently because I suppressed all of my issues for so long and the, the, the conflicts that I had internally for so long that it was starting to come out physically. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was. I having, do believe that. Yeah. I do believe that, you know, just from what you're explaining, there's this is tr- this is trauma in my opinion you know and you're you're i do believe strongly that like when you go through trauma and you try to suppress it which is something that i think we all do mm-hmm. i think when there is massive layers and layers and layers of trauma that your and your mind is trying to protect you so you're suppressing it you know whether that's voluntary or involuntary i do think our body has a tendency to manifest that trauma into physical ailments i've seen it often I'll just say that <laughs> um yeah in so. my case like I, I developed like weird things that had never happened to me I'm not a type of person who's allergic to anything I developed eczema yeah. out of nowhere um I had hives all over my body I had wow. sleep deprivation issues which is not something that happens to me I'm the type of person that I put my head on the pillow and within three seconds wow. I'm asleep um I gained a lot of weight mm. Cause I was finding uh, comfort in, in food, which is something that I never did as well. I would have been very slim. Um, and then f- recently, not too long ago, vertigo for wow. two months straight, I was bedridden. I couldn't, I couldn't pick up a book. I couldn't look at a screen. I couldn't look at my messages and I didn't know what was going on. Mm. I was pre- I knew that it had something to that was physical um, but I knew also that, you know, my breaking point was coming. I'm like, you have to do something about this. You can't, yeah. you can't keep, you can't keep, uh, putting it off for so long. Um, and then at one point I had a full blown, full blown panic attack. 
Oh God, terrifying. Panic attack. Panic attack. I, I, I was pretty sure I was going to die. Cause oh. I was like, I can't breathe. I can't, I can't, I can't reel it in anymore. And I kind of just exploded. I was like, that's enough. <laughs> and then oh. the next, the, the next day I, I texted my mother. I'm like, Hey, I'm coming over. Uh, there's something I need to tell you. Cause I, for me, it was more important that she knew. Yeah. That's your mom. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, we're very close, very, very close. And, um, even though I knew it was gonna, it, I don't, I don't think honestly that it came off as a surprise because it had been very long, a very long time since I, you know, approached the subject of like meetings or I yeah. didn't chat about it with her, like on a day to day, um, COVID helped a lot. Ironically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. COVID helped a lot, ironically. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are in the same situation that I am now that because it's much easier to just log off a screen than to walk out of a, what they call a kingdom hall, you know, the church. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are coming to realize that whenever the distance between you and that controlling thing that they call a religion, that is in reality, in my opinion, a cult, mm-hmm. you start th- seeing things very, very differently. And so I told her, I told my two best friends that are Jehovah's Witnesses as well. One of them told me, I love you no matter what. Like, I, I would never turn my back on you. The other one, I wasn't surprised at her reaction, but she did tell me, she's like, I love you. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm really, I'm really proud of you because it takes a lot of courage to come, to come, to come out with it. It's kind of like coming out of the closet. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Because <laughs> it's an identity. It's, it's, it's who you of course, I can't relate because, you know, I'm, I'm not homosexual or anything, you know, I'm so I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to imply that I, I, I know what it's like, but for yeah. me, it was really like coming out of the closet, religiously speaking. Um, yeah. So yeah. And her reaction was more on the side of, you know, I love you. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. But my conscience won't allow me to associate with you if you don't follow the Bible principles or if you don't identify as a Jehovah's Witness, mm. knowing that you are baptized. I was like, look, my freedom has no price. Right. So my freedom has no price. Thank you. I, I know, I know where you stand because I've been there. Yeah. Um, and from there on, it's just a matter of, Whoever finds out, finds out. Whoever doesn't, I don't give a crap. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because you're you're your authentic self. So when you were talking exactly. about, I feel like I was coming out of the closet spiritually. You were mm-hmm. stepping out into your true authentic self. That's yes. beautiful. Yes. And then within a week after that, I called the therapist. I'm like, I need therapy. I need therapy because I need to equip myself yeah. properly to get out of this without. Uh, it's a roller coaster. People might think that, you know, once you're out, it's absolute freedom and everything mm. is fine and dandy. It's not. You lose a big part of yourself, much like when people walk out of an MLM, just like yourself. You know, I can imagine your identity and your social network was very much tied to the people that were in the very thing that was hurting you. And so when you walk out, a lot of people turn their back on me. A lot of people turn their back on me. And even, even though you, you say, whatever, you know, it's no big deal because if they weren't there for, you know, me, yeah. but for versus what I could give them, then what's the point in keeping them? But it hurts. Yeah. It hurts to lose that many people and to just 
it's kind of like jumping off a cliff that's how I see it yeah you're like okay here we go and it's I have weeks where I'm really good and then other weeks when I I know that I made the right decision but at the same time I ask myself like what did I just do Mm -hmm. and then after that it goes back up it's like I should have done this before and then I'll know you weren't ready before and it goes back yeah I can totally relate to what you're saying that you know, and that, that freedom is terrifying. And I can only speak on like the leaving the MLM aspect, but there are so many similarities here. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, when I, after 13 and a half years, when I finally was like, I'm done with MLMs, like this doesn't make any sense. I'm actually hurting people, you know? And when I, when the, my resignation was official and I was no longer a part of my last company, I woke up the next morning And you get so into a routine and the chaos of the organization, the Zooms, the social media, the, you know, all of these things that it inundates, inundates, there it is, your day. And you, you, it's no longer, what do you want to do? And it's what needs to be done for my business, for the organization, for the, you know, the Mm -hmm. congregation or whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and you lose that little bit of yourself, that little tiny bit. You're like, oh, I just want to lay in bed and watch Netflix or whatever. But there's so, there's so much chaos and there's so many smoke screens at play that I'll never forget the, the day after my resignation was official and I was no longer a part of it. I asked myself out loud, what do you want to do today? And I sat there and I, I didn't have anything on my schedule. I was still doing my podcast, you know, I was still doing some things. I had some stuff going on and I answered myself. Like I paused for a second because I hadn't asked myself that in so long. And my response was whatever I want to do. And I don't remember doing anything, you know, crazy. I probably did sit in bed and watch TV and, you know, go through social media and just do kind of whatever I felt like doing in that moment. And that was a very scary feeling because things were so regimented. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I find really fascinating about your story is yes, we're talking about Jehovah's witness witnesses, but we're also (laughs) (laughs) Jehovah's Um, witnesses would be uh, the group of people. Jehovah's witness is the the religion. Uh, That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense you know, but there's, there's so many things that also happen in MLMs, the community, as long as you're believing in, in what they believe and, you know, the love bombing and, you know, all of, all of those things happen in MLMs. And when you walk out of the MLM, there's probably going to be some people that stick around. I do still communicate with some people that I consider my friends, Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of people that turned their back and blocked me and this and that. And this was before I even started speaking up about being against MLMs. So imagine what that looks like too. So mm-hmm. I get completely where you're coming from. And I think one of the most fascinating aspects for me about what you've shared, uh, privately about your story is the fact that what brought you, what kind of content you were consuming when you started to that, that cognitive dissonance started to show up that little voice that was going, this doesn't feel right, but I'm still trying to do the things, but 
this doesn't feel right. And that conversation when you were going to bed and you were like, okay, I'm just not a good Jehovah's witness and this and that. But at the same time, it was like, you, you, it sounds like you were saying, but I don't want to be a part of this, but I don't know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody what kind of content you were consuming to help you in all of this. So uh, around the time when I moved out, uh, that was about five, five years ago. Um, I realized that I was very much into true crime and following true crime became, uh, you know, following true crimes came cults, but I skipped that one because the first thing that would come up was Jehovah's Witness. I was like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm not ready yet. (laughs) They're not a cult. You guys are really intense. That was, that was me being conditioned not to look for outside information. Um, following that, uh, one of my mom's friends got into freaking Monet. Oh God. I call that, <laughs> I, I call rem- that company Mona. <laughs> Mona. <laughs> I remember, I remember my mom being into Avon for a bit when she, when I was younger, but it was never like a big thing. And I think the second my mom thought, saw she was going to lose money, she was losing money into it. She just signed out. Like, I don't even remember when she stopped, but anyway, fast forward. Yeah. Um, one of my mom's friends got into uh, Mona, like you call it. <laughs> See, doesn't that like roll off the tongue? Mo- nah. <laughs> nah, 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 it's okay. And uh, of course, I thought I was being supportive by signing up as a freaking VIP. Mm. I paid the $250 worth of products that came to my door. I absolutely hated the products. Is I'm like, what is this? Why is my hair so freaking oily like half an hour after I washed it? And mm. it, looks, it looks phenomenal for like 15 minutes and then it looks horrible. Mm-hmm. And I landed on uh, Chelsea's video about Mona on oh. YouTube. Well, Chelsea, and- I hope if you're listening to this, <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> and from there on, it was just a rabbit hole. I mm. binge watched everything that Chelsea had to say. I was like, this is absolute crap. I called, I called the MLM. I told them like, I want to, I don't want to be a VIP anymore. There's a $25 fee. Are you Fine. sure? I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to pay the $25 fee instead of paying $250 worth of an order for products that I don't like. Thank right. you. Please cancel my account. Mm-hmm. Um, then from Chelsea, I jumped to uh, YouTube recommended Isabella. Isabella recommended Diana. Diana recommended Savannah Marie. Savannah yep. Marie recommended, who was it? Savannah Marie recommended Hannah. Hannah recommended you. So yeah, I watched the whole thing, the whole thing. Oh my God. And little by little, I remember, uh, I I remember at one point, uh, Chelsea commented something along the lines that, you know, this is like a commercial cult. There are also religious cults. Jehovah's Witnesses are a cult. But, you know, a lot of a lot of people that follow me are Jehovah's Witnesses and they're saying we're not. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. Mm. Like, and that's when I started doing the parallels in my mind. I'm like, mm. you know, this, whole, this whole bait and switch thing is kind of kind of like the same thing, because I remember going out and uh, going out in service and preaching door to door. And in my head, it was just an informative thing that I was doing. Like I was offering it. I was not forcing anybody to preach. Yeah. Or, and I was not forcing anybody to study. And the people that did decide to study, in my head, it was kind of like, you know, you take it or leave it as you, as, as, as you wish, like, this is just, I'm just presenting something, whether you want to or not. But then at the meetings, I was being taught 
techniques to persuade people to keep going, even if they didn't want to keep going or uh, persuade people to um, suppress what they were thinking about a certain practice, such as, you know, uh, being pro-life, such as uh, mm-hmm. being homophobic, mm-hmm. because let's call it what it is. If you if you tell me that because I'm a homosexual, I'm not gonna be allowed to have eternal life. Call it what you will. To me, that's homophobic. Absolutely. Um, such as blood transfusions. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses don't accept blood. Transfusions. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? I've actually heard that before. Yeah. Why is that? There's a per- there's a part in the Bible that says that the that blood. Uh, represents life okay and that it should not be ingested and jehovah's witnesses have taken have taken it another notch yeah that it shouldn't be ingested in any way shape or form but the bible only talks about the fact that blood cannot be ingested in terms of you should not eat food that has blood in it which makes a lot of damn sense because it's just not healthy yeah but that doesn't nowhere in the bible does the does the does it say that blood for medical purposes is not allowed? They're just interpreting it that way. They're just interpreting it that way. Just the same way that they interpret birthdays, just the same way that they interpret the freaking beard yeah. and X, Y, Z. So yeah. if somebody's in the hospital and in order to stay alive, they need a, a blood transfusion, they will and refuse re- and allow the will, person to die. Wow. They will, they, they always mask it around the fact that no, it's not, we don't want people to die, but we accept all other kinds of alternatives. And there's been so many great results of bloodless uh, operations, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's, it's, that's beyond the point. It's the fact that you are immersing yourself into somebody's life or death directory. Yeah. It's just, this is, it's just, no. no. And they, those people that in those situations that have passed are probably, they almost have like a martyr kind of status. Like, look at them. That's they the held thing, true. Freaking persecution complex. I can't, it's just the oh whole, my God. that's the whole thing. Every single time, let's say somebody yells at them because uh, let's say you, it's happened to me a couple of times that I've knocked to a door and the person is just tired of being knocked at and being propositioned like a, a Bible study or whatever, or maybe they have people in the, in the religion that, you know, don't talk to them anymore on the basis of their faith. And so they resent Jehovah's Witnesses that mm. come to their door, rightfully so, but they kind of, you know, they, they get a little, they, they get a little, you know, volatile and just end up yelling or whatever. That's just prime material for conventions and assemblies. It's like, we persevere through the persecution. Mm. Look at us. This is the sign that this is the one true religion because we are so, it's just give me a break give me a freaking break. The thing that's interesting about that is that in, in the MLM space, Mm -hmm. they, they talk about this in the way where it's, uh, if you don't agree with what they're doing, you're a hater or you joined a company and it didn't work for you. And so you're mad because it didn't work for you. It's the same thing. Yeah. And maybe they're mad because their religion didn't work. And so they blame all religions. It's like, it's not, or they joined the wrong church. They yeah. join the wrong congregation. They're in the wrong place. It's the same thing with MLMs. And that's yeah. fascinating to me. What other industry, uh, other than a, a legit sales job, do you teach people how, in a, how, to, how to handle objections? I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have, you know, I don't know enough people. Or 
it's too expensive for me to, to get started. There are so many people in MLM that are taught those very things. And it sounds like you as Jehovah's a Jehovah's Witnesses Witness, are taught. Yeah. yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses have one meeting per week centered around going out in service. Oh my gosh. How to overcome objections, how to approach people de- depending on their life situations. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Single yeah. moms, widows, uh, people that have that have uh, financial, you know, they, they they're not doing financially well. People who have gone through tragedies, you know, funny, funny enough, every single time that somebody comes into what they it, the conditioning is so bad that they call it the truth, like their religion. They call it the truth. Wow. And so you're, you're taught to, cause I was just about to say like, you know, people come into the truth and it's just, that's just the way that they tell you to us. So that's how they slowly teach you to associate your religion to the truth. And that is some seriously loaded language, because if you start to question that you're questioning the truth, that's heavy. Wow. Within, within, within the community, it's very, it's, you get to know somebody for the first time, like let's say you're both Jehovah's Witnesses, one of the first questions they're going to ask you is like, oh, so how long have you been in the truth? It's, that is it's such a weird question. As, a, as in, you know, how either how long have you been baptized or yeah. were you born into it or are you, or are you just studying? And... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't want to, and, and the other thing about Jehovah's Witnesses and MLMs that I find that really mirrors its, mirror each other is the fact that the people within the community are not bad people. Yeah. They're yeah. not bad people. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever encountered Jehovah's Witness, but they mm-hmm. are as pacifist as they come. They, they are not confrontational people. They are kind. They will never lose their uh they, they will never lose it if you insult them in fact we are <laughs> sometimes I, I i feel like i still like say we yeah but they're taught to have a complete adverse reaction to persecution in the sense like the worse you get the milder they, they get mm. um, trying to diffuse the situation they're very kind first to apologize yeah. taught from the get-go to be humble, to always consider others superiors to themselves, Mm -hmm. which those are not bad qualities to have. But when you put it within a structure that keeps you into submission and that, and that takes away of your capacity to think critically, it's, you're the prime candidate to be, you know, brainwashed. Yeah. They look for the pain points. It's always, it's always, uh, oh, I was, oh, I, I was never, 
I was always mean to Jehovah's Witnesses until my brother died. And then they came to my door. And then yeah. I said, yes, it's always like that. Always. Yeah. yeah my mother they're... in itself, like let's say my mom per se, she wasn't in a bad spot. But at the same time, she had just immigrated here. She knew nobody. She needed community. She needed a sense of community. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's just, or the other way around. You're just born into it. Yeah. I was born into it. So, yeah. It's crazy, man. That's crazy. So, so what are you up to now? I know you said that you're in therapy, which I love. I love, love, love that. I think yeah. that's awesome. Well, right now it's kind of like a, an odd situation because you know, the climate that we live in today, Yeah, um, which is part of why I was somewhat afraid to leave. Mm-hmm. and I had my first taste of good like a good solitude pat like rough time over the holidays because I have never celebrated the holiday never yeah and around Did you this celebrate time, this last year uh I watched a, a Christmas movie oh <laughs> what did you watch do you remember uh what's it called I think it's Santa Claus the guy that became the Santa Claus, Claus. <laughs> yeah there's Santa Claus <laughs> love um, it yes and you know for the first time when people are like oh merry christmas i'm like merry christmas to you too it's not something that i would ever used to say yeah it's just hard on my side because it's not only me it's my family too yeah uh my mother doesn't celebrate christmas my stepdad has like they've been together for so long that he doesn't really partake either my brother was like even more born into the religion than i was he's not baptized or anything but he does live his life kind of like a witness does mm-hmm all of my friends, my, my previous friends, close friends were witnesses. So it's not, it it was, it was really rough. Yeah. Um, luckily my boyfriend is not a witness. So he was happy to, I told him on my work, you're going to have to teach me your ways. Cause I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. How fun though. What a cool experience for you guys. It was really nice. But other than that, what have I been into? Um, Along with the whole, you know, asserting myself and looking into researching outside of what the religion has taught me and uh, linking that to MLMs, I decided to, you know, take jump on the fitness train and I developed friendships that are golden. I love so it. a lot of my a lot of my f- friends, like the circle of my friends are people that I train with. Um, we still keep in touch, even though the gyms are still closed here. Yeah. And it, you know, it felt really nice to finally come out with this story to them because they were telling me like, you know, you're a wonderful person, but there are things that were not adding up. <laughs> and now it makes a lot of sense. It I'm makes like, so <laughs> much sense. <laughs> a lot of, yes. A lot of people. Um, yeah. Yes. So that's, I bet that would be to. hard to share mm-hmm. that aspect of your life. One, because there's so many layers of it. And then here you are meeting new people that you're enjoying working out with. And they're like, so what do you do? And you're kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to kind of figure that out. And, mm-hmm. oh, are you, are you, you know, celebrating for Christmas or Thanksgiving? And you're like, how do I answer that? This is so yeah. weird. Like, I don't know what, yeah. And particularly for me, because I, I was in a position where it's like, I don't want to be a witness anymore, but I'm having a hard time admitting this to myself yet. Yeah. I don't want to say, I don't want to lie about what I'm going to do, but I also don't want to share that I'm a witness because I don't believe in it. So, so what do you do? I'm always, I'm always like kind of dodging the questions and it's annoying yeah. because it makes people think that you're closed off, which you're not. Yeah. Um, but 
funny like now I'm all like I'm an open book ask me anything you want like I'm 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 a lot more open about the religion that I was brought up in now than I ever was the entire time that I was in it I was yeah you're always taught not to be ashamed and to come out to come out with this and to like stand your ground when it, but when the conviction within you is not there you always feel awkward yeah you always feel awkward to like and conflicted probably exactly and yeah. And, and especially for me, because it came with the aspect of like, if I come out with this, I can't backtrack. Yeah. So I, I can't play, you know, hot and cold with it. So I would just like be at a standstill and everything. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even give her yes or a no. Yeah. But that's no way to live. <laughs> like That's no way to live. It's, it's very, and it's draining because you're I was going to say it exhausting. It's exhausting because you're constantly, constantly showing a face to the world. Mm-hmm. And then at home you're something else and then you have another face that you show with you know your religious partners which is not it either so you're never really being yourself yeah and that's exhausting I'm sure yes so wow. um the other the one thing also that that really worried me that is in parallel with MLMs is the fact that when I decided to leave I kind of faded away what they call fading mm-hmm. it's I didn't I did kind of like I didn't submit a letter of resignation kind of like you did Mm -hmm. I just decided for the sake of me honestly for the sake of my mother not to write down a letter to the organization and be like hey I'm disassociating myself from the witnesses for you know moral conscious issues blah 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 mainly because that's considered that is grounds for shunning oh so almost like Scientology the the Jehovah's Witness practice shunning they Mm -hmm. disfellowship people and they shun them and I don't want to put my mother in that position where yeah. um, she has to choose between her daughter or her re- or her religious identity, because I know that it's important to her. Um, I know that she doesn't necessarily think that it's a bad thing. There's all, I have pointed out certain things that made no sense to me that she wasn't able to give me an answer on, but she's very like, you know, God knows best. So I'm like, that's fine. If that's what you want to believe, it's okay, but I'm not going that route. Um but yes, I don't want to put her in that decision. So I just, I let the, the people, like the elders in my congregation know, like, hey, just so you know, uh, you can consider me what they call inactive. I'm not coming back. I don't want to talk about, I'm like, I'm not coming back. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And the whole, I don't want to talk about it was big for me because you're taught from a very young age, if you're born within the religion, that uh, anything that is on a spiritual level, um, you know, a concern, a doubt, an ailment, uh, something, a sin, something you've done wrong, you have to tell the elders. Mm. And as well, and for me to stand my ground and to just tell them, tell them like, this is my decision. I don't want to talk about it. You don't get to cross this boundary. This is my personal life. Don't ever call me again. They're like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, and okay, that bye. my friends is on some healthy boundaries. <laughs> it was, uh, it was liberating. Wow. And also because I, because they called, because they had, they had noticed that it had been a really long time that I had not attended meetings via Zoom or, mm-hmm. or anything. And they're like, oh, you know, we're just calling to see how you're doing. That's code, AKA, you know, why are you not attending meetings? Yeah. Same and thing I, happens in MLMs. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen you on any of the meetings or, you know, you haven't posted about the product or the opportunity in a while. Is everything okay? Exactly. Just wanted to check on you. Just okay. wanted to check on you, see how you're doing, you know? You're going to place your order at the end of the month? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, well, for me, it's like, did you put in your hours for service? I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah. 
um, and I'm not going to stop calling. And I'm you. not going to. And I, like as I told him, I'm not going to. First off, because I don't see why you're monitoring how many hours I'm putting in or not. Like if if my relationship with God is personal, why do you get to know how much time I spent on it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Very well said. Yeah. And I told him straight up. I'm like, look, this is not going to come off as a surprise. You know that I have not been attending. I was I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um. I know that this doesn't come off as a surprise because I haven't been attending meetings. I'm just saving you the burden of having to call me ever so often to see how I'm doing. I'm inactive. I'm not coming back. No, I don't want to talk about it. And I'd appreciate if you tell the other elders um, so that they don't come reaching out for me because I'm going to be ignoring your calls. Good for you. And he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm sure. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, well, okay. And like, it was much easier for me to say this to these people because the congregation that I've been at is not the congregation that I grew up in. The mm-hmm. elders in the congregation that I grew up in pretty much considered me as their daughter. Mm. And they were very kind. Yeah. But like you say, boundaries, it's just, it's a matter of, it doesn't matter how kind, how nice, what like you are to me. I have to stand up for what I believe in. Absolutely. And this is not what I believe in. And if, if that causes you not to want to associate with me anymore, that's fine. I don't mind. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to hurt. But the alternative is literally eating me from the inside out. Yeah. And making you sick. It was making it's me sick. It's making me, it's literally making me sick. I think that was my breaking point is the yeah. fact that I'm like, I cannot let the control of a, of, a, of a religious structure have so much power over me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah. and I think oh. it happens slowly over time. You know, oh, it, took me a, it took me a decade. Yeah, meeting, by meeting, interaction by interaction, event by event. You know, I remember like going every every convention that I would go to. I would I would more, I would be so appalled by things that I would see, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And then came on like the emotional video. It's kind of like the MLM, you know, like yeah. oh, you know, we came from so far and bags yeah. to riches, and look how happy we are. Now. It's the same. Thing. Oh, yeah. it's the same thing you see people bawling in the audience they're like this is a, and that's how they 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 brainwash you into adopting yeah. the, the 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 you know the doctrine that they try to put into you mm-hmm. i can they, send you by the way, I, i'll send you some links of yeah. people i'll send you some links yes please of, of, of interviews it's pretty it's pretty insane do uh at their conventions and stuff do they like play music and people dance around and stuff not dance around, but there is the the act of singing for God. Okay. Um, so there is videos, uh, there's musical videos that they put in now. Uh, some of them do have like full like folklore dances or whatever, but it's not it's not like uh what's the one what's the one MLM? Everybody's in white and jumping up and down all over the place. Arbon is it Arbon? Is it Arbon? I think there's so so many of the MLM companies do kind of white parties where everybody wears white and they're dancing around and taking pictures, you know. Exactly. So yeah. it's not it's nothing like that because it's it's very tamed. Uh, but there is the act of you know singing whatever and like those songs are like very emotional in nature and they talk about you know the importance of loving wow. God and letting that letting Him like guide your life. I'm having a very hard time now with the conception of like letting somebody else guide your life yeah like oh god knows better like then god can let me know because i don't don't need you to let me know what god has to say exactly i I don't that's 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 a kind of the conclusion that i came to i'm like i don't need no middleman aka no religion to tell me to dictate 
the relationship that I want to have with God if I want to have a relationship with God. I'm like, you cannot force me to do anything. If you want to go by the fact that God exists, he, he invented free will and I can do what I damn please. It's just, That's right. I Girl, know. yes. <laughs> The, the, and and because that's a you know some people have reached out to me from um from noticing that I wasn't at the meetings anymore and also because I went through a purge on my on my social media pages and erased a bunch of people that I that are witnesses that I'm okay with but I don't necessarily have any contact so they would see that I wouldn't post anymore and then they would reach out and be like hey what's up I see that you removed me did I do something to you if so I'm sorry blah 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 I'm like hey no I'm just letting you know I'm taking the step ahead um, and not letting people have access to my life because I'm done hiding who I am, but that doesn't give you the right to be scrutinous about what I decide to do or not to mm. do. Um, so I'm just removing everybody that's a witness. Um, I don't have a problem letting you back in if that's what you decide to do. Just know that this is my stance. I'm not changing it. So you've been warned. Like, what do you want to yeah. do? And some people have not said anything. Some people have said that's fine. And they really are truly fine. A lot of people have said that they're in the same boat. Oh, wow. A lot of people my age have said, hey, the only difference is that I made, I made a decision about it, but that they're still like a lot of people are just on the fence and they don't know what to do. Um, so you're becoming a resource for others, which is really incredible that's that's the thing but at the same time I try to be very careful about not forcing my ideals onto other people I tell them like look this is what worked for me um mm -hmm. I'm not here to tell you that it's all fine and dandy out here like what they what the what the witnesses call the world yeah because like, right now I'm considered like a worldly person you know because I you know I have no I have no guidance I'm a you know um, you're just out there floating not knowing yes exactly doing. I'm aimlessly floating without a hope I'm like yeah, yeah okay 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 um <laughs> so I tell them I'm like you know it's not be, it's not because I walked out and that it works for me that I'm I'm out here going to say that you know this is the absolute worst thing that's ever happened to me like no I I do believe that on a certain level it forged who I am um, both the good and the bad. Yes, it came with a lot of consequences. At the same time, who am I to say that this, I would not be in the exact same spot at this exact same time? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I tell them, Mike, this is not a decision that anybody can rush because a lot of people did rush the decision on, on leaving and they go back. A yeah. lot of people go back. A lot of people go back. I know a lot of people. Just like MLMs. Back. A lot of people went back and I... And weirdly enough, they go back kind of, I, I believe it's kind of for the same reasons as, as people go back to MLMs because they, they miss the sense of community because mm -hmm. their best friends and family are, are ignoring them. Um, I know a bunch of people who have straight up told me it's like the only reason I went back is because I didn't want my parents to ignore me no longer. And oh. in, the, in the conventions, they encourage parents, they encourage friends to ignore the people who have been disfellowshipped so that they can come back to their senses and oh my god I'm like how does that make any sense wouldn't you want let's say if you were god wouldn't you want somebody to worship you because they want to worship you and not not because yeah. their friends or family are ignoring them so they're there but they're not really there yeah that's called manipulation <laughs> oh they call they call it an act of love oh my like, okay sure oh, okay with your 
whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and that's one of the things that I told that I told my mother. I was like, look, this aspect with me doesn't doesn't fly. Like, let's say if I get this fellowship, and you're forced, it really strongly encouraged. Let's put it like that. To mm-hmm. ignore me, and something happens to me, and I call you, and you don't pick up the phone. Yeah. Whose whose life is on whose conscience now? Yeah. That's that's and I have a feeling that the other thing that is comparable to MLMs as well is that all of those directives of are given to you as such a lightweight way of living, you know, like oh, you know, you shouldn't talk to people who no 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 no. But then I feel like it's like you really don't go into the nitty gritty of it mm. in, the, in the sense like yeah okay fine you're pro life. What if you get raped? What do you do yeah. then? Oh, well, you know, you really should keep the child. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're really going to put that burden on me? Yeah. You're really going to tell me what to do with my body yeah. after the trauma that I've lived? Like, you're not even going, going to let me have the decision on it. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, no, blood transfusion. You know, it's not, it's not something that we should do. And it, it passes by as such a light thing that whenever it happens to you or when it happens to your child, that's when you're faced with the reality of the, the harsh decision you have to take. Yeah. It seems, it seems light, but then when you're in a scenario, it's kind of like, oh, well, they made this sound like this would be so easy, mm-hmm. but this is really traumatic. It's a bit, same bait and switch. I was like, you can do this in the bank and your time. And then you're doing it 24 <laughs> seven. Like, this Literally is not what I was promised. Yeah. Like, this is not what I was promised or um, everybody it's product sells itself. And then you're oh in it. I block the haters. You're like, this is not what I was told I should do. Oh my God. Yes. It's, it's, it's all very. And so those are all like a lot of parallels that I, that I made in the sense, like it's presented as such a, you know, a beautiful gift with a, a yes. nice big bow on top of it. But then when you're in the middle of it, it is so much control over every single aspect of your life. I am yeah. not kidding. It's like from what you should wear to how you should dress to, to, do, to, to uh, the size of the clothes that you should wear to how you should, you know, the, the, you can't have like purple hair or a I would not pass the vibe check with my blue <laughs> hair. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, probably <laughs> they would tell you. And the thing is that because it's not written black and white on the Bible. You can very well, you know, rebut it and just say, show me in the Bible where it said that I shouldn't, but then they will go by the principle of it or the, the attitude that your response means. Oh. It's not one, it's not one of submission. It's not one of humility. And therefore that's, that's, that's uh, something that they can reproach you. Mm a lot of a lot of things like that Um, yeah I um oh yeah that's the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about it's it's regarding the fact that you know I go by M yeah I don't want to I don't want to disclaim my name or whatnot yeah because technically speaking what I'm doing right now is being an apostate it's in the sense I'm talking badly against I'm talking badly against the Jehovah's Witness religion and I am not so you um, would be shunned yeah, this. this is grounds for shunning. Wow. This is definitely grounds for shunning. Um, well, your name won't be disclosed. So. No, but at the, at the <laughs> same time, honestly, I, I'm, the, way that, the way that I see it is that 
I don't want to ruffle feathers, but I'm also not going to shut up about it. Like if you yeah. ask me, and that's another thing that I, I told people that, you know, that are witnesses and that ask me why I left, I tell them, like I give you, I'm like, look, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. If you really want to know why I left, I will let you know. Yeah. But just know that this comes with a lot of seeds of doubts that are going to be, you know, planted in your mind and yeah. you're going to have to deal with that. I don't want to do that unless you're ready to do it because it's a lot. I, I wouldn't know. It took me a freaking decade. Like it, it's a lot of conflict. It's a lot of turmoil. It's a lot of what pain. If, it's a lot of pain and it's a lot yeah. of sacrifice. Like this is not something that, you know, was just handed to me. And I consider myself lucky to have been able to leave the way that I did and to fade the way that I have, because people have left me alone. Like nobody has come for me. I've heard stories of, you know, elders showing up at somebody's door and sending letters and saying like, hey, we invite you to like what they call it, this judicial committee, which is pretty much like elders meeting with you and asking you like grilling you with questions about your personal life and deciding on that, whether or not they should disfellowship you, because mm -hmm. if you're not repentant for your behavior, then you're it's grounds for shunning. Wow. So I'm like, it comes with a lot. It comes with a lot of risk. I have been very, very lucky. I have been, I, I, for the most part, the people that have, that are witnesses that are aware of what happened are very understanding. Some people have pushed, you know, have pushed back and said like, this is not going to end well for you. You are not making the right decision. And I always tell them like the alternative was literally killing me. And I am yeah. not, I'm, I'm, I tell them, I tell, I tell everybody. I am not willing to live my life by somebody else's standards in the off chance that I make it into paradise because I am going to be miserable every second of it. Yeah. I hate it. I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. And I hate it even more that the people that are within the community are such wonderful people. And the way that they just hand off their personal decisions to a religion is to me just astounding. And yeah. I believe that that's part of what I noticed in MLMs is that slowly but surely, I swear every single time I see one of Jesse Lee's minions with, <laughs> uh, with colorful extensions in her head, I flip. I'm like, do you see yourself? It's pretty much the same thing. I'm like, do you see yourself? Like, do yeah. you honestly look in the mirror and see what you've become? You have become a reflection of a leader. And for me, it was the same thing. I'm like, I never quite got there, but I did believe that that was the way to success. Yeah. And so some people are there. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, is this truly what you want? No, but we're not supposed to think for ourselves. I'm like, do you hear yourself? You're not supposed to think for yourself. Do you hear yourself? Yeah. It's crazy. It's, ugh, so many things. So, so many things that are, that are just completely and I think that's why I came to the realization that this is a cult because there's too many similarities I'm like there's too much control so many so many so what advice would you have for somebody that was considering becoming a Jehovah's Witness or joining an MLM since you're seeing that there are so many similarities what advice would you have for them look at both sides of the coin mm. don't ever think that the people that want to pull you into something are acting in your best interest yeah they are acting into what benefits them mm. they're acting on what they know and what they know is not necessarily necessarily an objective point of view 
because um, they learned, gain, they benefit from it. You have to look at the good and the bad of everything. Just like when you were to purchase something, you have to look at the good and the bad reviews. You have to get a, a, a balanced point of view of everything. And the other, honestly, I'm like, if being a Jehovah's Witness is your jam and it makes you feel fulfilled and it makes you feel happy and that's how you want to live your life, by yeah. all means. Yeah. Like, that's your life. That's fine. But don't, don't think that looking at both sides is going to be hurtful. The people that are against a movement, a a religion are not bad people for the most part they are all yeah. good people that took the heartbreaking decision of walking away for their health for the health of everybody else including me yeah. I, I i walked away from a lot of people that are phenomenal people phenomenal yeah yeah, yeah like kind well-intended um people who think before they speak people who think who say everything with love but it's all misplaced. Mm -hmm. It's all misplaced. And the people that are against it, such as let's say yourself, you're not doing it from a place where you wish ill on anybody. Right. You know, you're, right. you're, you want to just make sure that people are aware of what they're doing. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to force anybody one way or the other. You're encouraged them. I would not encourage, I would not encourage anybody that, you know, Personally speaking, I don't think religion should be something that people should get into until they're they're well within, you know, their early 30s. I agree. Particularly speaking, because conditioning somebody from such a young age into thinking that behaving and submitting to certain rules is how you will be loved, how you will be approved of, how you will be praised, that is abuse. Yeah. I don't believe that this is something that was done to me intentionally. Yeah. But, it is, but it is something that was done to me. I grew up thinking that if I didn't succeed at my religion, that if I didn't succeed, and it, 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 just, it just slipped into every other aspect of my life. If I didn't succeed at school, if I didn't succeed as a, as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, I would not be loved. Yeah. And that's something that I'm fighting with to this day. Every day. It's, 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 it's something that I'm learning to unlearn in therapy. Yeah. I'm so glad you're going to therapy. Oh, um, it's godsend. You, <laughs> you, you know what I like think that. is really interesting as we were talking about this and, and I asked you like, you know, what advice would you have? And you're like, Hey, look at both sides. So this, this phrase came to mind or this example came to mind and people will scour like when they're looking for a product and let's say they're shopping on Amazon, people will scour through those Amazon reviews, but they won't stop for a second and look at the other side, typically, before joining an MLM or a religious cult. They don't know. And this is even worse because it's, it's, not, it's not a simple transaction. It's you're pretty much handing off your way of living into somebody yeah. else's hand. You are, for an MLM, you're putting in your time, you're in your money. Yeah. And for religion, it's like you're putting in your time, your way of living, the way you think, the way you act, the, 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 the life decisions Everything. you take. It's just don't think that by looking at both sides, you're not making, you have to make an informed decision. Yeah. And, and, and that is another thing that really got me within the Jehovah's Witness community. It's just, you cannot tell me that I'm not allowed to look outside and that they will say it. Oh, apostates are liars. They will put in yep. a little bit of truth with a lot of lie and they are 
you know, haters, and yeah. they even went as far as saying, like, you know, when they say blah, 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 fake news, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, um, and I eventually went into it, I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even decide to look at the other side of things until I left, yeah, and then when I started looking into what they will call, you know, apostate channels, apostate material, I'll send you the link of one of, the, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I want to see, it's incredible because the way that it's explained, it's not, it doesn't come from a hateful place. It doesn't come from an uninformed place. It's kind of like, you know, anti-MLM people. It comes yeah. from a very informed, it comes with facts. It comes with a lot of reasoning. And for the most part, it comes from people who like me were Jehovah's Witnesses for a very long time yeah. and who went through a very, you know, gut-wrenching process of, deciding to leave and they explain the reasons why some people have a lot more horrific stories than others I will say yeah sadly you know I don't want to get too much into it but you know child abuse is very uh covered up within the Jehovah's Witness Mm -hmm. community um thankfully I have never been you know a victim to it yeah but I've I've known of stories of you know people within the congregation having responsibilities abusing children and that thing just being sweeped mm. under the rug and like other other elders in the congregation knowing about it and not going to the authorities and not doing and just, anything and not doing anything and from an outs- outsider point of view you would say but why didn't you go as a parent why didn't you go yeah because I've been brainwashed for over let's say 40 been years and you think that they are that they have my best interest yeah at hand yeah yet I'm taught that I have to forgive my aggressor because that's you know the way God loves and it's just no 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 there's a lot a lot a lot of things to uncover within within that Mm -hmm. and uh but that's what I discovered when I when I really looked at everything from a more balanced point of view it's just it's not true people who are against the movement or against a religion it's not true that they're you know, uneducated and uninformed and that they don't know what they're talking about. Most That's people, right. they know very well what they're talking yeah. about. They know very well. And they Absolutely. know, for, they, they know firsthand. It's yeah. not people hating from a, oh, you know, they're bad. And like, no, it's, I was in it for most of my life. Yeah. So I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I could be deemed that now, you know, since I'm talking out about it, but. Well, keep speaking on it. I, <laughs> I cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast. I think this was an incredible episode. I think you're going to help a lot of people. Um, I sure with, hope so. Yeah, with you telling your story. Oh, and Jehovah's Witnesses are so prone to ending up with freaking MLMs. Uh, oh, you know what? I was going to ask that, but mm. it's horrible. I know which one know. is which MLM is most prevalent, and then we'll we'll end Monet. the podcast because I know you have to get back to work and stuff. Monet, Mona, Mona, Mona. <laughs> And for sad, the the reasons that they use to lure people in is really, really sad. As in, work from home, work from anywhere. Mm. That way you'll be able to pioneer, you know, pioneer, pioneers, people who like most, the bulk of their, of their time is spent, spent, you know, conducting Bible studies or they have very, very limited resources. And the way that I think about it is like, you knowing very well how the Jehovah's Witness community works, you know pioneers don't have a lot of money, a lot of money, and you're gonna tell them that this is a good opportunity for them. That's crazy. That is disgusting, disgusting behavior. 
It's because victimizing a community that is already being and you victimized. are and you are using the religious the religious link that you guys have yep. because you have an advanced an advanced level of trust over that person. Yep. Because how would a brother or a sister have my you know bad interests at heart? Like, yeah. of course I'm going to give them my money. They know what they're doing. It works. Yeah, I for trust them. them. Yeah. I I'm like crazy man. I want to cut people head. <laughs> to cut people heads off. So when I when I see that, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? But yeah. so far, yeah, that's that's the one MLM I've seen that is that is big. But um because that one thing I will say about Jehovah, Jehovah's Witnesses is that they make it very clear that business and um religion should not mix mm. in the sense that um you're not, you know, you're, if you are within a business that requires you to attract sales and whatever, yeah, they, they make it pretty clear. It's like, they say like the kingdom hall is not your cold market or hot market or whatever. It's like, don't, mm. don't do that. Don't mix one with the other because when things go sour, like it really, it really breaks the links between people. Because if you're responsible for somebody's bad business decision, then Mm-hmm. in their in their eyes is that it affects the the like the overall health of the congregation yeah which is not is not it's not it's not false but they yeah. still do it i've seen it it's it's despicable we might yeah. we might have to have you back we might have of to course. do like a part two at some time because i definitely I feel like we both have I, like i have more questions i know you have more to say but i also yeah. want to you know i know you have to get back to work and i'm gonna have to pick up Gavin from school here shortly. So I need to run, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think this was incredible. I learned a ton and, um, I know, I hope that the, the listeners love it. And uh, I hope I would say normally I'll put all of M's information in the podcast show notes, but I won't be doing that. So if you loved it, (laughs) you just let me know. And then I will let her know so that we can protect her. And when she's ready to do what she feels is best for her, then she will do that. So definitely I'll you. be, I'll be happy to be back. If you want, if you want to have, yeah, I would love have more questions, definitely. I would love that. Maybe I'll do like a, um, what questions do you want to ask M or do you want me to ask M from, from the podcast? Yeah, I think after? people, yeah in my stories and then I'll just kind of keep those in an album and then we'll, maybe we'll have you back and you can answer some of the questions and that sounds very interesting cool. I would like that yeah okay cool well thank you so much for being here I appreciate it I appreciate everybody that listened to the podcast and uh, don't join a cult don't join an no, MLM please, don't don't don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll see you guys on the next episode have a great day everybody